What's up, man? How you doing? Good. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you good. So, what's up? Nothing much, man. Just winding down from a long day. <laughs> All right, you want to start? Uh, sure. So, welcome to the Rando Pod podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about what's been going on with the Rando Knots and, you know, the theories and the memes and the the cool finds and everything like that and you know most of the time it'll be me and you sometimes we'll bring on some random random knots or maybe some people who are knowledgeable about these subjects but uh yeah this is our first go at this so yeah first go <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i think last time we had our first go um there was some randomness involved in that. <laughs> Definitely some chaos here and there. Um, but we won't go into that for now. But um, what 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 have you been up to this, this week? Dude, just doing podcasts with people and um, school and freaking trying to get my book out and everything like that. Yeah, so your book, what, what's your book called? <clears throat> the Saturn Time Cube Simulation. Yeah, that's fucking sweet. So I haven't read <laughs> that you, one yet. I'll have to I'll have to get a copy. Um, yeah, I'll definitely. You did that, dude. Thank you, man. I'll definitely send you one. Thank you. But uh, besides that, um, what have you been researching this week? Honestly, I don't know if I have been researching anything really. I, I've well, just been super busy. Last but... time we did our first time thing, uh, we were talking about synchromysticism. Yeah. So. That's my latest thing that I'm trying to learn about more. I just kind of got sidetracked to this last week. But, yeah, synchromysticism, it's fucking awesome. It's basically the po- like it's a postmodern interpretation of culture and synchronicities and, like, you know, just, like, weird little archetypes and memes in pop culture and, like, the synchromystic connection between world events and history and the occult. And- no, it, like I, the, the vibe I got was that like you're, you like basically follow these synchronicities that happen to you that are personally meaningful. And like it just, you follow that rabbit hole and like it leads somewhere. Right. Yeah. So finding, finding meaning, meaningful connections in the mundane and using that as a route to, self-actualization encountering the divine the meaningful reality <clears throat> yeah so that's like very much has to do with rando knots right like people are finding these personally meaningful things like really doesn't even matter as long as it's a found composition and it means something to you then it means something you know what i mean like there's a lot of science behind it with the phaeton project but rando knots is really about the folklore and uh, just whatever people like that do today or yet yesterday or person whoever like they found the um a double rainbow on one one of their things and then they found that dragon chalice that was pretty cool you know what oh, I mean? seriously i haven't even see, i didn't see the dragon chalice or That's the... on my twitter like yeah how legendary is that like you just you know go out and see a huge rainbow and then find a chalice with dragons on it That's <laughs> crazy, you know but i think you gotta awesome. have some amount of faith that like it, the rabbit hole is gonna pay off you know what i mean like uh you, there is some level of belief, like you're not going to go uh, rummaging through trash like uh, Ice Poseidon did, or like anyone who finds a piss bottle really does, because you right. got to be looking, you know, you got to be looking. 
And, and so I think once you're willing to look and you, you can find something, if you're sincere, like that is meaningful to you. Like, but if you're not into it and you're kind of going in from a perspective, it's like, oh, this is all bullshit. I'm not going to find anything. Of course, you're not going to find anything, you know? Right. And that's why I was really. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say that's why I was really drawn to the whole synchromysticism thing because like it, it just resonated. It reminded me of Randonauts a whole lot. And um, like literally the way I found Randonauts was through a synchromystical thing where I was watching the OA and reading T.S. Eliot and all that. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if you heard that story, but uh -uh, was, not yet. Yeah. Such a wild string of events. But basically just this one week I was everyone kept telling me to watch the OA and then on Reddit a bunch of people kept uh, begging me to join the dimensional jumpers group. And then in one, so I finally started watching the OA and I really don't like watching Netflix, but I did it anyway. So I was like, whatever, because it had to deal with the Saturn time cube stuff. And I was like, okay, if there's a show out there, that's about that. I'll give it a shot. And um, yeah, so there's this one episode where they find, or these kids are using an app to go dimensional jumping. And the same day I watched that episode was the same day I found the article about the randonauts. And that's when I joined and I was member 333 and I was like, it was like a really weird string of events. And now I play a big part in this. And it was, it's really weird. How, like it, a lot of the reports on Reddit are like, I found this in the most weirdest way. Like, I, I guess we don't really try that hard, you know, to like really pump it out there. I, I think that's part of the uh, mystery, you know, it's just like finding it how you find it or for word, word of mouth. I think that's right too. Uh, right the synchromysticism i think that is an interesting like entree into the, like uh, that's something people remark upon a lot it's like where i was when i found randonauts or something you know? right like, people are seeking for something and i'm not saying necessarily to find anything but you know if you look you know inside anyway you'll find something so let's see what else were we all oh, dude i wanted to talk about the clarotarion the uh the like let's see what that is the, the the that like ancient greek device they used to like level elections in civil like law you know what i mean that that yeah device they would elect people randomly yeah they would yes exactly they would elect people randomly using this uh clarotarion and so well what's interesting about that is it's a uh, um it was in athens and so like athena one of her symbols is the owl, which is like the symbol of randonauts. And you didn't know about that until afterwards, right? Right. I did not know. Uh, I did not know about any of that stuff. But like, yeah, that's so interesting that like a true Athenian democracy employs randomness to make like positions like fair. Like, right. Kind of interesting. Like some people just really don't find anything in randonauts and some people do. It, 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 it kind of is random. Yeah, didn't didn't someone find one of those Athenian owls? Okay, or... so like there was a big owl synchro. I mean, there's been a lot of owl synchronicities, right? And then um, I just posted the uh, oh, this is a crazy one. Uh, and then I posted the uh, just the, the 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 picture of that Athenian owl because you know the the, the antidote to despair that we're working with is to face your fears, which is the Athenic response. It's going to war with your fears and so like that's kind of the, the owl right and so that was interesting like that synchronicity and so I posted like I thought it was interesting that a true Athenian democracy used randomness and so I posted that oh look the owl of Athena or Minerva you know 
and Jessa Reed, who's like the, the piss queen, who, who like talks on Comedy Central about drinking piss, and she talked about random knots on Tinfoil Hat. Right, right. She does great readings. She does great tarot readings. Like, she's awesome at tarot readings. But like, she said that like, she had a necklace that was that Athenian owl. And that's the reason one of her big bits is that she carried a dead owl around for two weeks. And this is all like just crazy synchronicities. Right. And, and so there was, this is even goes farther. Just some weird thing that happened to me, like some, some, some person uh, named Jessa joined Randonauts randomly, you know, and uh, they had a, uh, an EP, um, great music. It's on my Twitter. If you want to listen to music, I think her name is Jessa Campbell or something. I'll, I'll pull that up. But like, she had an owl, owl song, like an owl song about her experience with an owl. And, and she pulled like a, two tarot cards after, like a day after we had been listening to this uh, Jessa Reed podcast. Who she, Jessa Reed is talking about how the snake and the owl are symbols of transformation. And she was obsessed with this. And these are also symbols of randonauts. And then the next day, this other Jessa who had an experience with an owl, pulled an owl and a snake tarot card the next day. Oh, dude, that's that way, crazy. <laughs> that's like way six, too much. Six layers of synchronicity. just like, and it was crazy. So that was, that was, sometimes it gets crazy like that, especially when you're engaging with like the public and the international sphere. It's pretty wild what synchronicities you have. And I think that humans have never been able to engage in that and share those archetypes in such an instantaneous manner. Right. So I, I, I'm not that like super, I'm not an expert in synchromysticism. It's like this, it's almost like this unknown field of study right now. But um, I would think that technology has a huge part to do with why so many people are experiencing synchronicities lately. I think oh, yeah. that might be part of the ramp up. Oh, Especially because yes, people are constantly looking at their phone, seeing ads and like sh shit like that. I think that adds to it. Yeah. So, okay, dude, this is one of the things I had saved to talk about is quantum pseudo telepathy. It says in the fact, it is the fact that in certain Bayesian games with asymmetric information, players who have access to a shared physical system in an entangled quantum state and who are able to execute strategies that are contingent upon measurements formed on the entangled physical system are able to achieve higher expected payoffs in equilibrium than that can be achieved in any mixed strategy Nash equilibrium game. So basically it says if a bunch of players are using in the same quantum system, like we are all, you can achieve different like statistical significance than if you're doing like a, just a regular random. Uh, it, it's, it's pretty much like a pretty, cr pretty crazy um, affirming of, of what random knots can do. And not only that, but uh, what uh, like the quantum realm has to do with synchronicity because it allows for correlation but not like information transfer. So like two people can be reading the same book at the same time, but it's not going to be like on a little beep, beep, boop screen that just tells you exactly what's going on. You know what I mean? So the, so the memes are almost like a part of the system that people are operating in. Technical difficulties. Um, have you Dude, heard? Why, like, is this why is this a despair meme? And this fucking this pot, this random pot has despair meme all there's over. There's a lot it. of despair meme. <laughs> <laughs> a whole lot of despair meme going on for real. Um, so yeah, back to the uh, you know feature film. Um, have you heard of Situationist pranks? No. <laughs> Situationist pranks. I mean, like okay, like like Discordian stuff. 
it is sort of tied into that a little bit. I think Discordians were like kind of after situations. Situational is kind of old school, but like the situational prank is a term used in the mass media to label a distinctive tactic by the Situationist International, consisting of setting up a subversive political prank, hoax, or stunt. You kind of get what I'm saying? Like, okay, they, they use these tactics of detournement to, for subversive pranks in such a distinctive and influential and act aspect, they're sometimes labeled as political pranksters. I guess they uh, use pranks to, like, use the capitalist system against itself a little bit. How would that, how would that play out? How would you do? What's okay. something they've done? The tactic was used by the Sex Pistols to mock Queen Elizabeth II's Silver Jubilee celebrations. Uh, let's see, I don't even really know how that happened, but like, they they just basically will, one of them is like, um, you know like where well, people will come out and like start singing out of nowhere? Like a, a whole crowd like starts singing, what's that called? Like, I, I forget what that's called, dude, like, uh, when a crowd starts singing out of nowhere, it's like all, uh, I wouldn't know, but I know what you're talking about. I've seen it happen in TV shows and stuff like that. Yeah, they're just like photo bombing the fucking public, dude. Like, almost like in Practical Jokers or just like Jackass or something like that. But I feel like that's more Discordian, maybe. Right. So I think, like, yeah. So, like, what do you mean by Discordian? Well, the Discordians weren't they just after a pursuit of like a you know, breaking up the mundane by doing something absurd, kind of. Yeah, that's exactly pretty much what the situationalists did. And they, they just, like, took the power of the situation. So the situationalists also had, like, this theory of um, derive and, and like, uh, psychogeography, which is very random, not related, you know what I mean? Yeah, psychogeography, like, it's super interesting to me, but I don't fully understand it yet. But I love the concept. Situationalism. So, so yeah, it's just pretty much, like, introducing like pretty much like almost like animism or just like sort of like creating myths and new legends within the urban space and getting to know the urban space and treating the urban space as a work of art and like you know something to be uh like a garden almost to be like provoked and like coaxed like that's uh, really fucking cool yeah pretty cool but like so these situationalist pranks they, they would do like uh glitter bombing like that so that gets into the uh discordian stuff i i do think like uh street art in general i think like uh tagging sigils all over the place to like uh make just shit weird you know and just start making people think weird stuff and uh i think yeah you you were kind of into the cacophony society or whatever what, what that, uh, yeah, cacophony society. Yeah, what was that? I, so those are more discordians. Yeah, it's just basically the same as discordian. I, there's some differences. I'm not like super expert in it, but all of that stuff of just like uh, breaking up the mundane, like the normal reality by doing something absurd. That's super interesting to me, and I feel like that's what random nodding somewhat is. Uh, yeah, I think I think at least it does that. It takes you out of your uh, routine. You know? You're using quantum physics or quantum mechanics to freaking travel through society so right it's a it's a form of psychogeography it's a form of situationalism it's a form of discordianism right i mean would you consider the quantum gods that uh ice poseidon referenced as like the the, the gods of chaos or whatever of discordian myth i mean 
it's constructive chaos, you know, in the best way, I think it can be. Yeah. It is kind of a knife almost like you're just sort of telling someone to go anywhere. Like they could just go anywhere, you know, like, but I think people have good sense and like generally they're not going to get themselves into trouble. And like, really, I think more of the despair meme is more of a problem than like whether you can walk down a random street and take a, right. a statue or something, you know, if like, if you can't walk down a street, then we need to know, you know, we need to know that you just can't take a walk in public and not trespass. Like, cause people are afraid of that. Of like, I can't do that. People call the cops. I'm like, really? You can't yeah. walk on the street and not trespass? Because that is a huge despair true, meme. Then if that's true, we need to know, like, tell us that because like that shit's not cool, you know? And we'll say that's not cool, you know? Like, but like, it's despair meme. It really is like, and, and I think that's just sort of like the way it is. So like, I think this gets into us like, the stasis field is like a pattern, like a pattern of probabilities, like that's just you, you go to work at the same time or like within a certain time frame. And like the stasis field is like going to push back on you when you try to exit it. And that manifests in a lot of different ways. One of them is despair me, which I think you can control some of it, like by facing your fears or just like really not being afraid of it. But I think sometimes it manifests like, really manifests like you know like it's like actually stops you from getting out like as a white picket fence or you know something like that in the in the, in the best sense it's it's like a, a fence that you can just step over but like sometimes i think like people have reported like their car's not working you know or like stuff like that or just random chaos happening you know like that you can't even control and uh right i know about that like uh so yeah have you experienced like despair meme <laughs> yeah no i was so i was just trying to say that i think that there's two kinds like you know there's the kind that society imposes where there is the stasis field but society's almost built around it like blocking it in and those things are like the white picket fences and the do not enter signs and then there are definitely the other kind where it's like someone's car stops working or their pet starts freaking out and like when I tried to do it with my friends, like they were super down to go do it. And then as soon as I wanted to go, like my one buddy was like, all right, well just hold on. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Like just kept wanting to like do something. I'm like, do what the fuck. And then another time I actually got one of my friends to go and we just felt weird. We just felt funny. And then it was actually the time where we found, I don't know if you saw the video I posted where we found the sign that said matrix and then clarity to prosperity. Oh yeah. That one was crazy. The fucking the, the phone just stopped and working. While I was trying to it. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my phone's volume just stopped working, so I was like, I didn't even get the full experience recorded. Yeah, didn't you have another experience where your phone glitched? Yeah, the first time I ever used it, my phone glitched. Yeah. Maybe I just have a shitty phone, but I mean, it <laughs> fucking. <laughs> but I mean, I was trying to take pictures of uh, this lamp post with a glove by it, and I was walking up to it, and my phone worked perfectly fine. I took, I snapped a perfect picture. Yeah, you know, it's funny. That, that, that's funny. That was your first time because Double Zero, he always says that he always finds gloves. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. I've seen that meme. Yeah. But, but um. So then when I finally got up next to it, though, when I got up next to the lamppost, I tried to take another picture of the glove. Phone just froze. Won't let me take a picture. Walked away. Started working perfectly normal again. Uh, thought I could turn around and go take a picture, and then it just turned off. So. Yeah, and then dude, I went, I'm wondering like what tests we can do like around 
around the attractor points. It, it's like, um, I don't, my, my personal belief is it's like, uh, I forget what that spectrum is called that that 14 guys talked about. Superliminal, superliminal zone. Yeah, where you just can't study it because it's literally, it's abnormalities in reality. There's almost no way to measure something that's like a black hole or a wormhole. You know what I mean? Like something that's bending space and time. Yeah. I think there is like, I think there is. There might be, yeah, but it's probably really difficult. (laughs) Okay, so like these energies are more subtle so that like when you approach them with a mechanical, mechanicistic kind of mind, you know, like and try to harness them and control them, like it goes, it goes awry. It just is not like William Reich and all his organ experiments of this like subtle energy field. Like I think these vortex zones attract energy you know what i mean i think they attract like something like some kind of energy but with orgone you can do like an orgone ice test with you can tell that like the orgone changes the way the water freezes and you can like do a test yourself and you see that something's happening you can also like plants will grow like towards this energy that's my thought any that way that it's a subtle energy force like for some reason some kind of vortex what you can do is like do a stopwatch test uh, no one's done this yet but like you 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 could time uh, like the area around the anomaly and and then have a stopwatch outside of it and they you start the stopwatches at the exact same time and then if they you know pass time differently maybe something's going on that'd be super interesting also just a compass at a magnetic anomaly, a compass will act funky. Like, I, I went to one uh, a couple months ago in Colorado, and the, the compass started, like, turning a different direction as soon as you walk, like, a certain, past a certain spot. It's just a voice. It's a magnetic anomaly. So this stuff is around us, and we have a very simple understanding, you know? No. Yeah, my friend actually just bought, like, one of those expensive orgone crystals, and uh, he, he puts it... I, I don't know, dude, but I'll have to ask him. I'll get back to you and tell you. But if you're interested in what kind he got, but he was telling me. They're not that supposed he, to be that expensive, you know? That's, that's the only reason I want to know, but go on. Okay, so he got one of the expensive kind. And it might not have been super expensive. I don't know. But he said it was kind of pricey. Um, but he, anyways, he put his water next to it, like, for a couple nights in a row. And he would replace the bottle of water over and over again. And his brother, who's like super skeptical, super scientific, he kept testing it with one of those like things you stick in a steak. And the water was always colder than the room. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. I was hearing about this dude who came up with a holographic sticker that he could put on the window and it would lower the temperature eight degrees of that window. Like if you took it with a laser uh, thermometer. Dude, what? Sticker, dude. Like, yeah, you can make little geometric shapes of water and like stuff, magnets and stuff, but like, that's just, that's just crazy. Like, holographic that's insane. stickers. Yeah. It just like are hyper dimensional and just, I think it, it's like geometric or I really don't know. You, you really just got to test. You know, you gotta test I heard, I heard something somewhere that like geometry can just affect the information that's going into this the matrix field or whatever well and so you could you could actually put new information into the field i guess that that so this william tiller dude or yeah william tiller 
has an intention host device. It's like an electronic device that holds human intentions. And they could show that they could change the pH of water, the pH scale of water with just human intentions. What the hell? Dude? That's pretty crazy, right? These devices yeah. are like 200 bucks or something. They're like, it's kind of new age, funky science stuff, but like I, they claim anyway to be able to change the pH scale of water. Be cool to uh, change uh, the pH scale with like a phantom trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Measure that. <laughs> but um, I'm, maybe we need like tools like this, like something like that to, you know, fucking measure the anomalies because I don't know if you've heard of like Skinwalker Ranch and shit like that where there's like mm -hmm. a shit ton of like paranormal activity. Right. According to them, you know, they, they're spending millions of dollars like trying to study this shit. And they say it's almost as if the, the entities or whatever know and they'll just do it whenever – as soon as they're not watching or something like that. Like it's always just beyond being recordable. But I mean, that's just my opinion. I think eventually we'll have some fucking synchro mystical fucking technology or something. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's what we're shooting for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what we're shooting for. Some like Atlantis technology. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Time travel. Or but so I have something to ask you. Like I've, this is something I've been thinking about. Do you think that, um, like the memes that people are finding is almost proof of like, or not proof, but like evidence that there are patterns within chaos. And is that what you mean by structured chaos is what we're doing? Yeah, I think, yeah, there, there is, I think it's really not random. It's just like, what is potential? You know, it's not like just random, like random would be like absolutely anything. Like if you go out on these trips, it's really just what's, you know what is potential what could potentially happen and and there's like a limited set of probabilities that could potentially happen and it's like forms a web when you share them instantaneously like with people and this happens with dreams and with aspirations and with just like all kinds of stuff but it's just interesting that like people are now sharing like these archetypal sort of like uh phenomenon in in, in their personal narrative and it's it's, it's kind of interesting it was really weird to me that when I started posting all of the Saturn threads, people started finding Saturn related shit. Like wasn't until people were finding it through my profile and mm -hmm. reading the Saturn threads, they were finding black cubes. They're finding the books about the Nazis. They're finding freaking right. all that, all that kind of stuff. It's all pervasive. I mean, I think you just sort of tap into a, a primordial knowledge of your ancestors almost, you know what I mean? Like that's just shit people know because that's like sacred shit, like five dimensions, like whatever, like a cube has five, sh five angles or whatever the fuck. I don't even know. <laughs> cube and five I know are related. And I'm like, that's just primordial. Like people just, that's the way it is. That's just truth. You know? And then you get into all the other like synchronicities between all the other stuff. And you can build like a, a model of anything. I think um, you, you, you could like elude yourself um, to believe anything. Uh, uh, so like that's where like you have to understand what is sacred and what is real and what is reoccurring and what is just natural phenomenon that can be trusted because like, unless it's verifiable, you could be living in an illusory reality. And 
and honestly, the, so we get into discordianism, we get into chaos magic and everything, and I think that chaos magic is a lot about what you believe, then it can be real. And I think that that may be a symptom of deluding yourself. Like, not that this magic doesn't work, but maybe you just don't know what you're doing so much, and you're just deluding yourself. Like, right. I, really, I, well, really, I think it's possible. Before we got cut off last time, this is where we were getting at then too though because i was about to ask you i was like so but what do you think is the correct narrative all of history has just been creating narratives do you think it's better to create your own or is it better to listen to the greek myths the bible the news we know all of those are not totally 100 percent real so which well, one is so there's the perennial philosophy which is just like that all of these issues are perennial they, they keep recurring it in the human experiment experiment almost experience and so like I, I can't, I don't know what to believe. I, I'm a seeker. I don't know the truth. Um, but like you were talking about like that all of everything, it might be illusory. And I think this is where I may be drawing the line somewhere is that like a, a certain percentage of like, for instance, like what you expect out of other people or how you interpret what they say is an extension of yourself right like that is like sort of like a simulation almost like metaphorically and, and so like what you ex expect to happen is sort of like not really the truth but like i think that there are sacred principles and then in some situations if two plus two equals four it equals four you know like and you can't get lost in like sacred like natural law like shit that's always going to be true no matter what. Like, and it's sort of like a. That makes sense to me. Yeah. That the archetypes might come down to numbers and shapes more than anything. I, I don't know, but like, I, I think that they have, uh, they are a mask of the otherness, but they have an identity, even as so much as we give them. But like each each archetype, for instance, like fairies some people will argue are like gin or like genies, you know, like, I don't know if I make this distinction. I, I, I think there, there are, are, are masks of otherness, but individualized and, uh, sort of a decentralized, uh, dude, have you heard of Marcus Sykes? Um, I don't believe I have Marcus Sykes. He's like running for president and he says he's going to give everyone who votes for him a million dollars and that they're going to be able to sell drugs um, working for the government. Like, as soon as you vote for him, then you work for the government, and you can sell drugs, but you have to be stand-in with, like, their government ID system. <laughs> Why is it he more on the news? I don't know, dude. This Facebook shut him down. you got to look it up. Like, it's just type in, like, Marcus Sykes. And he says, it's like, dude, his, his like, he, he's, he's awesome, dude. He's, he's, he's really cool. But, like, yeah, right? If, if they give you a million dollars to vote for him, if, if you won, then, then you become part of the government. That's <laughs> a good deal, man. An AI government, too. Oh, my God. Is, it, is seriously what he's saying, AI government? Yeah, just everything AI. Like, he's, <laughs> he has some wild ideas, but, like, uh, he's pretty cool. He's just off on YouTube, just, like, screaming his heart out, <laughs> like, with no shirt on, just, like, Screaming, going crazy dude like it's he's he's definitely got some dreams just going on dude. He's, he's awesome. <laughs> got a look at does, he have, does he have a lot of supporters 
No, no, I mean not not really, but like he's he's trying, but like he wants to get a lot, but like it, it's just like Bro, I'm gonna prom- I'm gonna support him. Honestly, Marcus Sykes twenty twenty. Yeah, Marcus Sykes is good, so yeah. But uh yeah, dude, that was that was pretty good. So uh yeah, um thank you. Thank you for uh this call, dude. That was cool. Yeah, man, let's do it again soon and fucking update the people and <laughs> let them know what the hell's going on. So did, did I forget anything, dude? Like is anything else going on? No, I mean not that I can think of i just think it's good that we're getting started and giving people an idea of what the community is about the ideas that are involved a lot of people are totally clueless some people are ogs and have been involved for a long ass time and they're pros you know yeah but all right well yeah do you take care nick i'll talk to you later you too man see you later